If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. The following is a presentation of the Match Talk Podcast Network. It's time for the ODU Wrestling Monarch Matcast. A show dedicated to all things related to the Old Dominion Wrestling Program. On the web at monarchmatcast.com. Now, here's your host, three-time National Wrestling Writer and Broadcaster of the Year, and 2004 ODU alumnus, Jason Bryant. And welcome back to another episode of the Old Dominion Wrestling Monarch Matcast. This episode is a break from the normal team-specific interview as we honor one of our fallen monarchs. On August 27, 2019, Jamie Kelly passed away suddenly. Jamie was a 1993 graduate of Great Bridge High School in Chesapeake, where he wrestled for ODU alum Wayne Martin and his brother, current ODU head wrestling coach Steve Martin. Jamie enrolled at Old Dominion and in 1998 qualified for the NCAA Division I championships at 158 pounds. At the Nationals, Jamie upset number 8 Josh Holiday of Minnesota in the opening round. He would finish his tournament and his career with a 2-2 two two mark in Cleveland that season. Jamie went on to teach high school history at Cox High School in Virginia Beach and became an assistant coach under Billy Guttermuth before taking over the program and helping bring it back to its powerhouse reputation. In 2003, Gray Simons, head coach at Old Dominion, called Jamie to offer him a spot on the coaching staff at his alma mater. It was Simon's final year on the bench in Norfolk. He coached with two of his prized pupils, Kelly and four-time national qualifier Jeff Rusak. On this episode, you'll hear from several folks who knew Jamie best. You'll hear from former teammates from high school and college. You'll hear from coaches and competitors and some stories that'll make you laugh and a few that might make you cry. Personally, I met Jamie Kelly when I was a freshman at Old Dominion. Jamie was a senior and I wasn't yet super involved with the program, but my relationship grew with Jamie more during his time at Cox when I was covering high school wrestling on the first iteration of Matt Talk Online. We've got several amusing stories, probably the most famous of which involves karaoke in Battle Creek, Michigan. We'll get into that at another time. As for now, this is a special episode of the Old Dominion Monarch Matcast, honoring a monarch in the truest sense of the word, a king in life and a king in friendship. Today, we remember JK. <laughs> First, we meet Wayne Martin, Jamie's first high school coach at Great Bridge. I met Jamie Kelly during his middle school years and coached him in the off-season as a 7th and 8th grader, and then I was a varsity coach at Great Bridge High School and coached him as a ninth and 10th grader while at Great Bridge High School. Jamie and Mark Strickland, who was also the same age and same grade level, were inseparable. They were both very motivated to succeed. Um, my dad also took a great liking to Jamie Kelly. He loved to drill Jamie and Mark down on this peach farm on the wrestling mats that he had in his garage 
And this was prior to summer camps at the Grammy School of Wrestling and then when the camps were over in August to prepare them for the upcoming season. Those two guys were great workout partners, and they really soaked up the wrestling knowledge that they were taught from Dad, which everyone referred to as the old man. This is the first and definitely not the last reference of Mark Strickland, who was a teammate of Jamie Kelly in middle school, high school, and in college at Old Dominion. It really says a lot about Jamie the first time that I met Jamie. I met Jamie, okay, so my dad was military, and we moved around a lot. And I, I moved into Great Bridge when my dad was working in Norfolk. And I moved in, he got us, he, he found us a house out in Chesapeake. It happened to be Great Bridge. I had no idea about wrestling. I was in seventh grade. I was a baseball player. And uh, I get on the bus in Great Bridge at the time. And at the time, there was not a lot of that. So basically, a lot of these guys went to kindergarten, elementary, you know, all the way up. But here I was coming in, in the middle of seventh grade, actually, in the middle. And I get on the bus, and it's just a crowded bus. Jamie's in the first seat on the le- uh, over on my right side. He's right behind the bus driver. I'm looking beyond, and I swear, Twink, it was like, I'm not even kidding. I remember like it was yesterday. It was like, it was right out of Forrest Gump. Everybody had their little groups and things. And there was Jamie. He scooches over a couple seats, you know, slides over and goes, hey, man, you can sit here. And I was like, man, I sat down next to him. And, I mean, we, I, I think we were inseparable from there and on out, but that's just the kind of guy he was. Like many wrestling expeditions, getting into the sport usually involves getting cut from another. This was no exception for these future wrestling monarchs. I mean, I remember Jamie getting cut from the basketball ten, team, him and Carlos Eason, and Jamie says, hey, you want to try out for wrestling? This was in the beginning of eighth grade. And I said, yeah, sounds great. Wayne Martin had led Great Bridge to four group AAA state wrestling championships before his younger brother Steve came in from the University of Iowa, where he was an All-American. Steve has the unique perspective of being coached by his dad, Billy Martin Sr., and Dan Gable. As you might have expected, or you might have experienced, Steve Martin was a pretty intense guy. When I got the job, my dad basically told me this was what I was going to do. I was actually going to go to Carolina, be a graduate assistant with Stanley there. And he's like, nope, you're coming home, you're going to get a job at Great Bridge, but he's going to be the AD, and that's how it's going to be. You're going to be a P teacher. So when I got to camp, the crew was up there, kind of looked around at what I had to work with. I knew that I probably had to put my spin on things and change a little bit of a culture. So I was looking for two people to be the culture changers. And one of them was Kelly. The other one was Strickland. Strickland, obviously, because he's, I, I don't know if he's the one of the guys who plays in the state here before. But Kelly, basically what I did with, with, in the fall with him is when we first started to have club and probably before that during the summer, is we started to do individual workouts, either on our own, one-on-one for about six weeks or after a club practice for another hour, which probably then were two or three hours and stay behind. Basically, I was just kind of showing him technique and how to work hard and how to hit, go through pain zones and barriers. And he was kind of all about that because he liked to do physical type stuff. It ended up being him and Strickland. They were the first two to buy in to the new way. And then they bought in another two and another two and another two. And by the end of the year, we had everybody bought in. But he basically was the foundation of the program. Him and Strickland at the very beginning. That foundation helped Great Bridge win 11 of the next 12 Group AAA State Wrestling Championships, 
before Coach Gray Simons retired at Old Dominion and Steve was selected to be the next head coach on Hampton Boulevard. But years before that was even put in place, Jamie Kelly made his own decision to go to Old Dominion. Here's former coach and two-time Olympian Gray Simons. Well, uh, you know, I saw him wrestle over Great Bridge. He was interested in coming to ODU. We talked to him and there were a couple other schools that were after him also. You know, I talked to Steve about him and Steve told me about his work ethic and and uh, how good that was. And, you know, he was, uh, Jamie was the kind of guy, whatever he did, it was 100%. He, he, would, he was all into it. Simons could see right away that Jamie Kelly would be a foundation of his program, much like he was a foundation of the Great Bridge program in high school. The thing about him, he, whatever he did, he went, he was all in, 100%. You could count on him, and and he was uh, he was a good teammate for the other guys. He would, you know, he would work with other people and help them. And when I saw him doing that, I knew right away he could he he could be a good coach. And he had, he just has the right attitude, and you know he's uh, got a great personality. People get along with him; they like him. He's he's he can help you, help you, teach you, and help you, and uh, you know not hurt your feelings or be overbearing. He can he just had a way with it. That was also evident as Kirk Crazer, a Phillipsburg, New Jersey native, came to Old Dominion out of high school. Friends for over 20 years, Kurt retells the story about the first time he met Jamie Kelly. That's <laughs> a great story. So I, uh, Jamie knew two things about me. I was a late recruit. Gray brought me in literally like middle of August. I went down, didn't have a home. My grades weren't that good. And Old Dominion was a place that, you know, if you had decent abilities, you know, Gray would take you. So Gray thought I fit, you know, lo and behold, you know, he says, get, get here get here uh, a couple of days early to get, you know, all your paperwork done. So parents and I went down August 27th happened to be the day he passed away. So Friday. So get there early, get all the paperwork done, get in the dorms. Those are the first people in there. Three days later, we're at a, we're at a photo shoot, which led then led to a practice. I remember bumping him into him at a photo shoot, which is kind of like, Hey man, how you doing? You know, we didn't say much, you know, I, um, he, told me he's at 150 and you know I, I told him I was from New, New Jersey and you know that was really the end of it and so a little bit uh, about two hours later two and a half hours later we were at, at practice practice concluded he comes over and he says hey man you know he's all sweaty and I'm all sweaty he goes how'd you do and you know when we we had uh, some common uh, opponents in the room that the starter we were both you know beating on him pretty good and you know and but I said look I I I had one move really that, that worked, you know, um, I'm in trouble. A lot of my, my offense didn't work. Right. And, and, you know, and I, he's like, well, I mean, I'm from here and, you know, he was explaining to me that, you know, Jody Staler and, you know, all these other guys in the team were, 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 uh, he knew him very, very well. And I just picked his brain. I said, look, what technique, you know, really, you know, works here. Like what, what, what could I be doing from, you know, on, on setups, you know, what, what, what's, what's working at the college level because I'm, you know, I'm in trouble if I don't figure something out. Now, again, he, he knew two things about me. He knew I was, I was a Yankee from New Jersey, which we've always had the, you know, it was always a civil war joke. We, we lived together in the dorms after this here. Right. Um, so he knew I was from New Jersey um, and he knew I was at his weight class. That was his competition. So he came in at 150, he ended up wrestling 167. He grew a little bit. So anyway, so he comes over, he knows I'm his competition. I'm asking him a bunch of questions. He sees I'm in need. 
he basically says, well, I mean, a knee pool single, you know, you're tall like me. It works for me. And I said, show it to me. Right. And, he, and you know, and he showed, he does it on me. And I'm like, well, well, let me try it. We were there for about almost a little bit more than an hour. And he made me drill it. I want five, 600 times. And it wasn't just right. He wouldn't let me leave until it was, it, it was, it was correct. And there was nobody else there, you know, five minutes after, you know, him, him coming over, we were the only ones on the mat, you know, for a full hour. And it was all him showing me all of his best stuff, you know, to help me be better so that I could kind of fit into a D1 program, you know, which as you know, it's just, you know, there's a lot of fine tuning when you, when you leave high school. And, um, that, you know, that was, that was our first real time together, you know, and I realized at that point in time, this guy has my back. You know, again, I'm, I'm not from there, um, you know, and I'm his competition and he didn't hesitate, you know, to show me his cards. And, um, you know, from that day on, you know, he'd hit me up, you know, often, what are you doing after practice? You know, just to kind of make me fit in with the rest of the crew. Cause I literally was an outsider, you know, being from New Jersey, there was a couple guys from New York on the team. Um, I was the only guy from New Jersey. Um, but about a month later he moved, he wanted to get out of his house and not commute and live in a dorm. Coach Simons uh, put him with me, and the rest is history. In that era, there were a few constants at Old Dominion. And no, we don't mean Constant Hall or the Constant Center, which wasn't yet built, or Ted Constant's wife, Constance. Those constants were Friar Tucks, the 4400 Club, the Fieldhouse, Tisha Penacharo schooling people on the basketball court, Beth Anders, and of course, Jamie Kelly being an awesome teammate. And he constantly challenged me you know, as a wrestler, if I had any challenges, you know, as a student or uh, just a human being, you know, or an athlete, you know, I went to him first, you know, what do you, what, what am I doing wrong here? You know, help me out, you know, and he'd give me the, uh, look, here's what you have to do. After winning a junior college national title at Garden City College in Kansas, Mark Strickland transferred to Oklahoma State. Things didn't work out for him exactly how he had planned in Stillwater. So then a trip and a phone call to Jamie Kelly changed the course of Strickland's college career. He was everything. I mean, you know, that, that that's what really, you know, because, of course, we stayed very close all the way through when I went out west. I went out to Kansas, and then I went out to Oklahoma. I remember calling him when I got to Kansas in, in JUCO, and he was at Old Dominion, and I, and I was homesick. I said, man, I, you know, I, I miss you very much, and I miss home, and you know, he said, hey, step outside, and I was in Kansas, and I stepped outside, and he said, you know, look up look up at the stars, and I, I looked up. He said, man, I'm looking at the same stars. We're always going to be together. Everything changed for me out west, and I had a chance to come home, man. I mean, Jamie Kelly was home. As Kelly was prepping for his senior year, a true freshman comes in from Redding, Pennsylvania, named Jeff Rusak, a four-time NCAA qualifier at ODU and currently a Virginia Beach firefighter, Rusak remembers that first year in the room as Jamie Kelly was a fifth-year senior and Rusak was still wet behind the ears. Uh, first time I met Jamie Kelly, so I was, uh, you know, came into Old Dominion University as a freshman, you know, 17 years old, you know, 100 and, shoot, I graduated high school at 135, so I come in, you know, little, tiny little freshman, you know, bigger school for me, you know, didn't know, know a lot of people, so I uh, came in the room. You know, a lot of a lot of senior members in there, so you know, a little intimidating walking in the room. But uh, you know, guys like Jamie Kelly, Mark Strickland, um, you know, Kirk Crazier were in the room with us, and uh, you know, very intimidating as a you know young young freshman. But you know, Jamie had that you know status as uh, you know he 
you know, quiet, more quiet guy, but, uh, you know, a, a team leader kind of guy, you know, would, uh, you know, kind of introduce himself to, you know, me. We had a, if I remember, we had about 12, 13 freshmen coming in with me. So, you know, big, uh, big freshman class, but, you know, Jamie had that, you know, that character just, you know, uh, you know, welcoming, um, but still kind of intimidating, you know, uh, I know the first couple of days wrestling with them, you know, you know, I, I got, I got beat up him, uh, you know, say Mark Strickland, uh, it was intimidating getting beat up and, uh, you know, kind of getting shown your place, but, um, you know, learned a lot from him those first couple of days. And, uh, even for me, you know, I know, you know, he was, a uh, he's, a just a mentor for me, you know, come that freshman year, you know, got to follow, you know, know, know the ropes, knew, uh, what it took to uh, be a college wrestler, division one wrestler. Sometimes coach speak says, Athletes have something you can't teach. And in Jamie Kelly's case, it was leadership. Steve Martin can speak to that going back to his days at Great Bridge. I think that he's somebody that people respected and listened to. He was, when he said something, he didn't talk a lot. But when he said something, his words, he had the least amount of words with the largest amount of impact. And people paid attention when he said something. He basically called people out. And I think a lot of people, you know, since he was a pretty personal guy, they confided in him you know, and whatever was going on in their lives. You know, he, he was always about team first, very unselfish in that matter. And he was a great student in the game, a very good student. So I think everybody respected him because of those, those variables. And as a teammate and friend, Strickland was pushed by Jamie Kelly going back to the eighth grade. We all had common goals and, and championships and all that stuff, but we always wanted to outdo each other. You know, it was a driving force, you know, that, that always. You know, we always wanted to, to beat each other. You know, I mean, we we both wanted to win, but each wanted to do a little better. Uh, he he definitely had that influence. I mean, that was all the time, whether it was in you know on a run or in conditioning or in practice or in pull-ups or in checkers or in Atari. I mean, you you know, in, in coaching. Of course, we hung out after, but during oh, it was it was war. You know, I mean, that's what I mean by you know, driving force to succeed. To exceed limits. I mean, Jamie was that. You know, I, I've had a lot of people. You know, you're around and they and you consider them friends and everything. But I don't know if they impact you and influence you to do the absolute best you can all the time, including you know against each other. Oh, we wanted to win. While neither of their careers ended with Division One All American honors, Jamie Kelly went into coaching at Cox High School, while Mark Strickland coached at their alma mater with Steve Martin at Great Bridge. From that coaching experience at Cox came new relationships with Jamie Kelly, those who called him coach and those who coached with him. Corey Williams graduated from Princess Anne High School and was a Division II All-American at Norfolk State before the school dropped the program. He and Kelly carved out one of the most dynamic coaching duos that Virginia Wrestling had seen in some time. Corey recalls the first time he met Jamie Kelly. You know, the crazy thing about it is, is uh, at one point uh, when I first started wrestling, met Jamie actually wrestled against him in a tournament. It was actually at Cox High School, which is funny. Um, obviously, we ended up coaching together, but that was the first time, first interaction I had with them. You know, over the years, you know, that's the only time that we, we ever compete against each other, but that's actually how I first met him. The traits that made Jamie Kelly a good leader as an athlete translated very well to coaching. He was always driven. You know, he always worked hard. He always gave 100%. That's probably one of the first things I noticed about you know, wrestling him, you know, and then coaching with him, always 100%. You know, he always put forth his best effort. So, you know, that's probably the most striking thing is, you know, he was always a go-getter. 
You know, he wasn't – nothing was ever with, without a lack of effort, you know. He always did his best. At the 2000 Group AAA State Tournament at Oscar Smith High School in Chesapeake, Jamie Kelly and Corey Williams had the Cox High School Falcons poised to take down Great Bridge and Coach Steve Martin and assistant coach Mark Strickland. I was uh, pleasantly surprised. and At the same time, you know, couldn't believe he built the team up that quickly in a short amount of time. So his some of your best coaches are not your national champions or state champions. And I think he really found his calling as a coach because, again, he listened to people and he had a way of reaching them. And then he had a very good knowledge base. And, you know, he was able to produce champions very quickly. Corey Williams had actually been a holdover from the previous coaching regime. Joe Boone had coached at Cox and then Billy Guttermuth. And then Corey and Jamie end up coaching together. It, it meshed very, very well. I guess uh, the differences in our, our, our styles were really, really well. You know, philosophies were similar. The skill sets were, were similar. Um, he was a bigger guy. He was a smaller guy. And, you know, it just made for the perfect partnership. I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, I can't talk about any, anybody else's, you know, feelings when they got, you know, someone they coached together with a long time. But, I mean, we were perfect at least to us, we were perfect together. I mean, there were a lot of things that Jamie being the person that he is, he's like, he always took my feedback, you know, as a season coach, you know, some people, they have a hierarchy. He's like, Hey, what I say goes, but he always took in consideration, you know, what my thoughts were, you know, certain situations, coaches and dealing with certain things, you know, on and off the mat. And it just clicked. And I mean, we produced some of the best teams, you know, ever come out of Cox high school. Uh, during that tenure together. And of course, when you're coaching against your former coach and one of your best friends, some funny things can happen, especially in dual meets. One of the most memorable uh, interactions is, you know, we're wrestling at, I want to say, at Great Bridge. And, you know, me and Jamie are on one side. And, you know, you got, you know, Norm Smith on the other with uh, Strickland. And, you know, obviously, you know, Strickland and Jamie were teammates in, in high school and college. And, you know, there was one match in particular. We're wrestling, and it's a heated match. We're going out of bounds. And, honestly, we're, you know, we are, you know, starting to exert a lot of effort. And the Great British kid seemed like he was wilting, and Jamie started screaming and yelling. He broke. And the next thing you know, Strickland's on the other side screaming, no, he isn't, no, he isn't. And, you know, it's just, you know, one of those things where I'm grabbing his belt loop because they're jawing at each other across the mat. And most observers are like, oh, my gosh, you guys don't like each other. But, I mean, they're competitors. We're all competitors. And, you know, that kind of interaction, you know, proved the point, you know. You know, Jamie, yeah, bleeding green and gold, but it was the Cox green and gold at that time. <laughs> instead of the Great Bridge Green and Gold. Now here's Mark Strickland's perspective of the same incident. I, okay, I, re, I remember well. They were, we were playing, yeah, we were wrestling, and they were playing this game to where Gutterman was the head coach at the time. Jamie took off, took over after that. Steve was the head coach at the time. I was the assistant. So Jamie was a young guy, gun, out of college. He was the driving force in that room, and coming out of college, I believe that I was in our room. So all these young guys really looked up to us, but they, you know, we, every day in practice, they were looking to us to set the tone, you know, and, uh, and to be, you know, to create that success. So they also knew that Mark Strickland and Jamie Kelly were the best of friends. 
And it was really a story that, okay, now we're coaching against each other. How is that going to be? You know, my guys were looking at me. His guys were looking at him. So they start playing this, like, you know, forfeit to the hammers, keep the momentum thing going, uh, which was very smart, and it was working. You know, we couldn't gain momentum, and uh, then they'd steal a match here. So anyway, so I was actually very frustrated at the time, and their strategy was working. So, you know, our guy starts to get tired. Jamie, you know, yells, he's breaking, he's breaking. And oh, it, it broke me. But Jamie and I, I swear, it was almost as if we were twins. We always knew what was going on. And it was mental warfare all the time, you know. We were all constantly trying to break each other. We were training physically and mentally. And if we were coaching, nobody wanted to give up the edge. Uh, and someone was gaining an edge, especially mentally, you you would see some fireworks. So uh, Jamie knew how to get me to. He was sharp, man. He was he was great. During that time at Cox High School, another friendship was being formed. This with another former Great Bridge Wildcat and future Old Dominion wrestler Matt Small, who was a couple years behind Jamie at Great Bridge. But before the two really became close... The chance meeting came at Granby Camp, where Matt Small was given a hard lesson in wrestling. I could say the the impression that he made on me, uh, you know, you have those those hard lessons that were taught to you as a wrestler, you know, like a high school guy, you know, working out, and then the college guys coming back, and you, know, you get those those guys that come back in the room and they just kind of dish out those hard lessons. Uh, I think you know the the introduction that I got. You know, I knew he was I knew he was a great wrestler at Great Bridge, and of course, you know, I was a high school guy. And he was training at ODU, and uh, you know, it was at Granby Camp, and uh, we worked out one night after a session, like a seven to nine p.m. session, and uh, I mean, he just kind of broke me down mentally and physically. I think he hit the same hold on me for probably thirty minutes. We weren't friends then, you know. I just knew he was a, a Great Bridge alum, and uh, he knew I was a Great Bridge kid. And uh, you know, he's like, "You're gonna work out with me after the session," uh, and I, you know, I wanted that. And I'm like, "Yeah." He wasn't giving me anything. He's like, "You're done." And I can remember like screaming at him, like, "You don't tell me when I'm done," you know. And he's like, you know, all calm. He's like, "Okay," <laughs> you know, and and proceeds to you know dish out that that hard lesson for another twenty thirty minutes. And finally, he's like. Look, man, you're spent. Let me show you what I'm doing to you. You know, he made it a point, uh, you know, to to notice me and talk to me. And, you know, once I graduated and I went to JUCO in 98, he was still competing at ODU. He just started to really notice that I was watching him and cheering him on. And, and uh, we just started talking and keeping in contact. And and uh, I'll tell people to this day, there's two guys that, you know, have have had me you know, on the ropes pretty good. And it was, it was one Travis Pfizer, that was Jamie Kelly. Small will often call back to that meeting at Granby camp and that hard lesson, that hard life lesson, and then connect Granby camp with Cox high school. Another weird synergy of green and gold with overtones of Monarch blue and silver. So even when he was competing, like those, those roots of being a coach, uh, that pedigree, you know, coming through uh, the Granby school and, and great bridge and being around the Martin family and all like, you know, he was, he was already a, a great coach and a mentor. I think that, you know, he, he saw that I wanted to be a monarch. And so I was searching him out like, over at Cox, him and Corey Williams and spending time over there training, you know, uh, as well as training with Strickland. I believe Mark had red shirted 
you know, and still uh, was finishing up his last year. But ultimately, you know, Jamie was a, a, a real good people person. He just had a way of uh, talking to you and, and just being, you knew it was coming from the heart and it was serious, you know, super serious, uh, especially in terms of training and just real life conversations. And, but then he had that side of him that, you know, he could turn a situation into, into a, a serious situation into a smile. As Coach Simons was nearing the end of his coaching career at ODU, he looked at Virginia Beach just a few blocks from where he lived and saw his potential heir apparent. Jamie, uh, you know, he was interested in, in the job. And I, and I, was, I thought I, was only, I knew I was only going to coach one more year. And I thought I'd get him in there and that would give him a shot at the job if he w- was interested in it. And when he wrestled for me, he evolved into to a team leader and uh, had respect of the wrestlers. So uh, I thought he would be a, a good candidate for the job. The 2003-2004 season was the last for Coach Gray Simons. He brought in two alums, Jamie Kelly and Jeff Rusak. Here's Jeff on what it was like to coach with Jamie that one season with Coach Simons. Coming in with Jamie was, you know, it was a lot to take in, but, you know, I was, you know, very excited about the opportunity. You know, both of us wrestled there. We knew the program. We knew, you know, what it took. We knew, you know, the area and stuff. So, uh, and Jamie being a little bit older, you know, I still learned a lot about him. So he just had that, just that natural coaching ability, you know, knew, you know, exactly what to say, when to do it. So, you know, I, I soaked a lot in that year. And uh, just like my freshman year, you know, kind of learned from him, learned from Gray. And, uh, just you know, just a great experience. Like I said Jamie was a just a great guy to be around, full of life. It has, you know, it was it was a good year. You could probably go on for hours and hours and hours on the relationships that Jamie has formed with people, whether it be his former teammates, athletes he's coached, coworkers, or just random people he's encountered over the course of his life. Years after they first met as freshmen at Old Dominion, Kurt Crazer still has fond memories. Of the two as adults. Jamie, Jamie would call me, right? This is what Jamie, Jamie didn't have this weird, like, wavelength that was just really crazy weird. Like, he called me one time in um, in Boston, in the Logan Airport. And and uh, and he's like, dude, you coming down for the uh, the golf outing? You made it in, in a year. Because I just had a, my, my fourth child, Ethan, was born, like, a year earlier. I'm like, you know what? I missed last year's. I've been on a guy's trip in a while. Man, I miss you. I, yeah, who's going? And uh, he goes, well, he goes, Donnelly... Strickland, you know, in our foursome, and you know, I might even do two foursomes. You know, Staler might show up, and he's naming some names, right? And he goes, Mark Munich. I go, wait a minute, from Long Island. I go, that he was a, like he was a senior. I haven't heard Mark Munich's name in like twelve years. And as I said it, now I'm in the Hilton Airport, Hilton Logan Airport, like the hotel. I'm in the lobby. Yankees are in town playing the Red Sox. And so the place is a mob scene and I'm next to the bar and it's super loud. My voice, and I'm not, I'm a low talker. And as I said, I haven't heard Mark Munich's name in 12 years. I've, you know, I haven't thought about the guy. I said his name out loud. The dude walked by me and Jamie goes, dude, that is so crazy weird. He goes, I'm out. I'm, I'll call it. He called me back later. He goes, that's weird. What, what the hell crazy? What the, what the heck is that? Of course, one of the best things about Jamie are the stories you get to tell about him. And some go way back, as Mark Strickland illustrates in a tale about tidy whities And we were we were really really good friends. I mean, we grew up with my older brother, and we we live right next to each other. So my older brother was two years older than us, and he would bully us like you would not believe, man. And 
And um, I remember, like, just Denny coming in and, and boss hogging the Nintendo and taking over, and me and Jamie were in our underwear and Saturday from a sleepover, you know, and junior high. And he would be like, you know, give me the thing. We're play, you know, it was like we're playing Mike Tyson punch out. And, and we, you know, we're like, take it, man. Take, you know. And then he starts fighting Glass Joe, and Jamie starts to chant, you know, Glass Joe, Glass Joe, you know, and Glass Joe knocks out Denny, and then, you know, he's trying to kill us. We're running all around the house, and we got to leave the house. This is probably more inside joke than relevant story, but Strickland then tells the story about the power sit-up. Remember, you ever heard of a power sit-up? <laughs> I'm really trying to stay PG because... <laughs> <laughs> One time, me and Jamie talked my brother into this, man. And, again, he just chased us all over. We would run to Jamie's house and uh, just hide until my dad would get home. Then came the internet hijinks, which I may or may not have been privy to. I know you remember the Beach District website in the forum. Think about those times, Twink. Like, Jamie... And I, I mean, this might be spilling the beans and I don't go on forms anymore, but back then, I mean, I was probably 21 or whatever. Him and I would go in there under altered, altered identities and argue with each other, you know, <laughs> and, and, uh, and spark a big debate and then just sit back and laugh about it. Not, nothing intentional, like, you know, nothing malice, nothing, nothing to hurt anybody. It was mainly directed towards each other indirectly. So like he would always be Austin Millbarge and I'd be Emmett Fitzhume. You know, I think you remember the spies like us, uh, things that we would do. And there was another guy that went on there that was pretty serious. I'm not going to mention his name. You know who I'm talking about. We dealt with some hair products. You know, uh, but just, you know, to us, it was good, clean fun. Even while Kelly could provide a smile for everyone, there were times that he needed to step up, or he felt like he needed to step up to help his friends. One of those times happened when Hurricane Katrina hit Louisiana. Mark Strickland was coaching at Jesuit High School in New Orleans. And literally, when disaster strikes, Jamie Kelly rallied the troops and made him smile while doing it. Like I said, he did a lot for his friends. I know, you know, uh, one funny part is, uh, so, you know, Katrina happened. And, uh, you know, and uh, we wanted to do something for one of our buddies. And, uh you know, he called me, I'm a teacher, you know, he's a teacher. We're on the phone, probably in the middle of class, you know, and we're going back and forth and we're like, well, what do we need to do? And I'm like, well, you know, I remember it was before the pre-week of school, like, and I got in front of my whole faculty, you know, like one of my, I told my principal and one of my assistant principals came up there and was like, you know, we got an alumni, da, da, da. and so I went up there and kind of gave my spiel, you know, about, you know, about Mark and his family and the head twins went down there. And I don't know if you remember this either, but this is a beach district thing. So Jamie and I are talking about it. We're like, all right, look, we're going to do a social. We're going to do it at AJ's. Guys can come up. We're going to put some things together, you know, to get to Mark. And, and we were going back and forth. And then, like, and as serious as, as he can be, you know, and he's like, all right, well, you know, we can make this a pretty nice deal, pretty big deal or whatever. But, you know, and we're like, well, one question, you know, who's going to call Frank Lapoli? We'll pause to let you catch your breath. Sorry, Frank. We had to do it. And. I'm like, not me. And like, we love Frank, but it's like, you know, Frank can take an idea and go to the extreme with it. Right. And so like our joke was like, you know, Frank was going to try to go like you know, nationwide, you know, instead of just keeping it, you know, alumni and, and whatever. So we go on the beach district website, like the next day, man. And, and, and like I said, you know, Frank helped out tremendously during that situation. Great guy. But 
you know, we're looking at one of his posts on the Beach District website, and he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, yeah, it's bad out of there. You know, he's like, thank goodness, you know, Strickland and his family got out of there. And thank goodness the Dalton brothers got out of there. And we're like, <laughs> Jamie called me up laughing. He's like, dude, you got to see this like the Dalton brothers. So like, that was always an inside joke with us. Like we would be talking about stuff. and like, you know, like the Dalton brothers will be there, you know, cause it's the head twins. It's Dalton and Jeff, you know, but that's like typical Frank, you know, and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, Jamie and I just kind of latched onto that one little, you know, thing there. And that was another inside joke that we would do. He was just so good at like tapping into things that weren't like, um, it, they were serious matters. But finding that little underlining, like, if there could be a little bit of humor in a situation, like, that would be it. And it would be classy. And it would be, it wouldn't be disrespectful or anything like that. It was just like, he was a, he was a rare breed. You know, he knew, he knew how to make you laugh when you needed to laugh. And we never turned down an opportunity to tell a Steve Martin story on this show. Jamie and Strickland had a pretty good one. But we didn't like Steve. Okay. We didn't. <laughs> you know, Steve would come in from Iowa and just beat the shit out of everybody. And he wouldn't talk to anybody. He would just come in, throw you off the bench, tie his shoes. Wayne would throw in five guys on him. Steve would stay in the middle and just destroy everybody for an hour and a half and wouldn't say no words to you after. Just so, but we loved Wayne. We were Wayne's boys, you know. And then, uh, so Steve. Steve comes in, and back then it was, and we obviously fell in love with Steve and had the utmost respect for Steve, but at that time it was Coach Martin who was Wayne, and then you had Stevie from Iowa. So anyway, relationship took a long time, but Steve won us over and took us to a different level. But I'm going to tell you, all those years, it was Jamie Kelly. I remember our senior year at Granby camp, we're about to all go to college and Steve is still destroying us. And he destroyed us probably all the way through college. He was that good when he was younger. He was that demented. But I remember it was Jamie Kelly of all the people that Steve had touched and destroyed for years. Jamie Kelly, the last workout at Granby camp, the last live go broke Steve. He broke Steve. Like, we had never seen it. We didn't think it was possible. But Jamie had him on the hit list for, you know, for, for a long time, and he was the first one to believe that this little guy was human. And and when I say broke, it's like, okay, who who starts to go over and take breaks to get drinks at the water fountain? Who quits the workout first, okay? And Jamie Kelly, he might have been the only guy I've ever seen do that. He did that. To Steve, I mean, I saw that. I witnessed it. First time I thought, damn, Steve Martin is human, and Jamie is superhuman. But that was Jamie Kelly, just that the mental strength that he possessed, um, the pain tolerance, just uh, yeah. Steve was unbelievable. But that was Jamie Kelly who was the first one to uh, be able to accomplish that, man. And I'm gonna tell you, it was a hell of a feat. Coach Martin, your rebuttal. I don't know about that. <laughs> that might have been that might have been after I got married 
coming off my honeymoon. <laughs> and he's a little bit bigger and stronger than me. I was probably about 130, probably weighed about 160, but uh, he might, he probably maybe get a drink of water. So I'd probably black that one out. <laughs> probably true. Everybody knows Jamie Kelly was a diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But Jamie Kelly was also a diehard Old Dominion sports fan. Well, Jamie is Mr. ODU in my book. I mean, he, he is. I remember our senior year at Old Dominion when we're at the, the, uh, the sports banquet. And this is every sport at Old Dominion is at this banquet. Every individual, every coach, and all their parents, you know, alumni are there, uh, everything. It's just huge, and it's the entire sports banquet. Jamie Kelly is the one that, was, that gave the speech. There was one. And it was Jamie Kelly. He was selected, and he crushed it. I remember just listening to him speak to these the best that we had, and he's leading it. I mean, and he just crushed it. That's how much the administration thought of him. But not just the sport of wrestling, but when he walked around campus, he was Mr. ODU. So when he went back, you know, I thought that was just fitting. I thought it was fitting that Gray Simon handpicked him, and he left the program at Cox that he had – Researched. Gray asked you to come back and coach at Old Dominion, and he and he did. You know that's how much he cared about it. He cared about the individuals. He didn't like the meat market point. He thought that if you treat people like human beings, and you, you can still push them and get the best out of them that way, and that was his way. His way was got results. You know, he walked his own walk, and he he treated people with class and respect. And for him to yeah, I just thought it was super fitting. You know, I mean, if Mr. ODU. Again, Old Dominion wrestling coach Steve Martin. Well, you know, uh, I think he took great pride in the school, and he loved the school, and that's why he supported all the sports. You know, I can remember the last time I saw him, he was playing in a golf outing, which was in May, you know, as well as showing up for alumni function, as well as showing up for NCAA socials. You know, Jamie loved ODU and all the sports, especially wrestling. You can't beat fans like that, especially alumni coming through. They were that supportive. But yeah, he was uh, definitely a, a monarch through and through, as well as a wildcat and a, you know a falcon. Over the past month, I've had a lot of time to talk to people who knew Jamie well: Wayne and Steve Martin, Matt Small, Mark Strickland, Kurt Crazer, Corey Williams, Gray Simons, Jeff Rusak, and voicemails from Reed Monahan and Nathan Owen, as well as phone calls from countless ODU alumni. The stories that have been told and the stories that could fashion fifteen other episodes are plentiful. I don't expect this episode to do Jamie Kelly justice. I expect it to just scratch the surface of what he meant to all of us. Again, former high school coach Wayne Martin. I can honestly say that the whole time I knew Jamie, um, I he had no critics. I never met a person who ever had a bad um, thing to say about Jamie. We will really miss him, and um, and 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 we pray for his family in this time to say go through their healing process. You know, I, I could, I could, I could go on and on, and uh, all the good things in the world. When you're talking about Jamie Kelly, are just not cliche. Like when I, when I say that if there was a guy that had true character, you know, had gratitude, class, respect, you know, and all of the fire. I mean, I'm talking like in my mind, the perfect president of the United States. I mean, the guy that just got that saw all sides. You know, uh, the way he carried himself, conducted himself, the way he treated people. And, you know, his his drive to want to be a successful person, but a good person, 
was was powerful. Like he, you know, a lot of people at those young ages were influences, but you know, by other negative things. But Jamie always, you know, knew he wanted to make his family proud. He wanted to educate himself. You know, he he really wanted to be successful, and he invested himself in people and just his relationships. I mean. Me, I go around cursing people all the time because I'm a hothead, you know, and, um, but I've just never heard anybody say anything bad about Jamie. Wrestling is, is one of those sports where, you know, I've said this before, you know, there's a brotherhood, there's a bond there. Um, and Jamie kind of exemplified that. He was always there for you, always willing to, you know, lend a helping hand, um, whatever it may be. I mean, there's times, you know, outside of wrestling rooms, like, needed advice, and we were friends. I mean, he was in my wedding, you know, so he was one of those guys I felt close enough to and bored, you know, forged that bond to ask him, you know, to be part of one of the most special days of my life. So, you know, it, he was such a good person. Like, I don't, I don't know if there's any bad thing that can be said about him. You know, him and I would, you know, we got married. He brought Jacqueline up to Eastern Pennsylvania, you know, to visit. Uh, we went out to dinner. They stayed over. Um, this is before they got married and you know and you know just wanted to make sure that you know I met his future bride you know we were brothers um, you know he's got get he's got kids of course Owen and Elizabeth they're beautiful and you know we'd come down and although they weren't wrestling you know we'd be at NHSCA you know down in Virginia Beach Memorial Day weekend and you know he would make sure to come see my kids wrestle he'd be there half a day he'd come in you know find me watch wrestling and then you know, run back out and get back to his family responsibilities. You know, Jay, you know, Jamie was like the, uh, you know, like you, the coffee talk. You know, like he, you know, he, he used to call and leave me messages at like 5:30 a.m. or 6 a.m. on mornings that I wasn't getting up. And he's like, "Oh, hey, uh, just uh, giving you a ring. Uh, just didn't know if you were up or not. You know, <laughs> like, like he knows I'm sleeping, but he, you know, trying to be the guy that wakes me up. You know." Or uh, we, we would, I would already be up, or uh, he would be at work or whatever. But there was always a phone call that would happen in the morning time. And I think that's a, that could be like, you know, uh, a common theme that you would hear amongst a couple of his friends. Is he had ways of keeping in touch with people almost every day, every other day. But for you know, me and him, it was, I'd call him in the morning. And uh, it could be a, a serious conversation, you know, uh, dealing with, you know, the relationships that we're in, you know, marriage, relationships kids or how I'm dealing with my daughter and how he's dealing with his kids he was always talking about like being a provider you know what you know what what the plan would be or uh you know what you know travel volleyball or whatever but then it would like turn into this like it would morph itself like as he was having a serious conversation I would like rebuttal it with like a movie line you know and we would go right into like movie line scripts line for line you know just laughing hysterically at each other like my daughter knew him as the guy that makes me laugh on the phone she's like are you talking to the funny guy i would take her to work or to school in the morning you know and and him and i would start our our conversation and you know and it would be like line for line you know sometimes we wouldn't even have a conversation we would just it would be like we were scripting a movie, you know, and we would laugh. I'm like, dude, I gotta go, man. It was a combination of like, se like severe or, or, or like profound, like uh, counseling meets the jerky boys. Yes, my name is Reed Monahan. Graduated from Kellum High School, 1991. Wrestled for UNC Chapel Hill. After that, 
drop a little shout out in honor of our brother Jamie Kelly. I met Jamie at the Granby School of Wrestling, where I was not a great rich guy. And I'll tell you what, those guys hung together pretty tight. Uh, but when I was working there as a young college student, Jamie was coming up to the high school ranks. And uh, I tell you what, he welcomed me in, told me some jokes, told me about the guys that I beat up on from Great Bridge that were afraid of me, and just uh, was just a great, great friend. And he, I, one of the things I remember about Jamie, he's a little younger than me, about six one, a buck oh five, I think, something like that. I think he was wrestling 140 at the time. And he was one of those guys that was willing to wrestle older guys, tough guys, because he wanted to be better. And man, he would not ever quit, go hard at you, elbows and knees flying, grip strength on you. Uh, but I'll never forget Jamie. Really thankful to have known him. A lot of laughs together. Um, I don't know if he was in the crew that was beating up frat boys with us at the time. I think he was a little young. Uh, but I think he heard some of that story. Thanks, Jason, for doing this. We appreciate you, all the Old Dominion, Great Bridge, uh, wrestling family, as well as the Kelly family. Do get involved in uh, the GoFundMe page. Uh, help out some of our brother's family. And much love to all. God bless. This is Nate Owen. Just a brief uh, story about Jamie, how he coached me through high school. Um, he was my sophomore was assistant coach and then junior year in uh, senior year in 2000 he was the head coach for junior year senior year uh, where we had seven guys go to state and all seven made to the finals um, and we took second that year in the state as a team um, and without him I don't think I would be where I'm at today he worked with me one-on-one um, after practice and then off season we went to, he uh, had me go to Fargo and uh, did a lot of camps together, things like that. And then, um, let's see, then I went to, uh, after college, in between college, I would come back and work out at Cox and uh, with all the team and with them and stuff. And then uh, we went surfing together when I was in high school. That was that was a fun day, too, went surfing. And, uh, and then after I got done with college, wrestling in college, I came back and coached at Cox for seven years, um, so kind of giving back to the community. But, yes, without Jamie, I don't think I would have went to college and probably would not have continued wrestling because um, I was actually about to quit my sophomore year before he came along, and I was about to quit the team, and then he came along and started working with me one-on-one, and that sparked my interest back into wrestling. So that's why I stayed with wrestling. So I owe a lot to him, and he was uh, one of the groomsmen in my wedding, and, yep, and I miss him. Jamie was by far the best of us. I mean, and everybody knew that. You know, this is the guy that ran for class president. This guy was a mascot. This guy was just, you know, an individual. He was captain all around, even as a young guy. You know, he was just a, that kind of guy. He was a really close friend, but he was an honest friend. He didn't talk behind your back, talk to your face. And to this day, I find him to be the most inspiring individual that I was ever around. You know, like uh, all the time. He was just uh, that, the kind of guy that if you have a flat tire on the outside of town, you call Jamie Kelly and he's coming. I mean, that's, you know, a thousand people shows up to this guy's funeral and, and that just goes to show you why. You know, I mean, the whole country, no matter what they were doing, stopped and flew in. I mean, he was a leader. He was full of character. 
he inspired everybody to do better, you know, and um, that's how he was all the time. I mean, all the time. Monarch Nation, you can contribute to the Jamie Kelly Memorial Fund at jkmemorialfund.com.